you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. So this week on the podcast, we're going to be looking at um, Psalm 116, verses 1 through 2 and 12 through 19, if we get that far. Um, <laughs> but this is a, this is one of the lectionary psalms for uh, this week. And so, Zach, as you've read through that, um, what are some things that pop um, to you? Sure. As always, I'd like to read, read the scripture for those who are listening and, and driving and should not be reading. Uh, so don't do that. Uh, we're, we're a safe, friendly driving podcast. Uh, Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2, 12 through 19. I love the Lord because he hears my request for mercy. I call out to him as long as I live because he listens closely to me. In 12 through 19, what can I give back to the Lord for all the good things he has done for me? I lift up the cup of salvation. I'll call on the Lord's name. I'll keep the promises I made to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. The death of the Lord's faithful is as a costly loss in his eyes. Oh, yes, Lord, I am definitely your servant. I am your servant and the son of your female servant. You've freed me from my chains, so I'll offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to you, and I call on the Lord's name. I'll call the promise I made to the Lord in the presence of all God's people in the courtyards of the Lord's house, which is the center of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. I mean, this is, this is one of those classic psalms. Uh, you're going to get one or the other. You're going to get a lamenting psalm, or you're going to get a celebratory psalm. And um, this, is, this is one of those that brings in <laughs> this idea of, of thanksgiving as a sacrifice, thanksgiving as a prayer of um, just gratefulness to God. And I think that's something, I think that's something we often don't do well in our prayer. Um, we tend to go to uh, what we're grieving, what we're struggling with, uh, what we want um, from God, rather than just saying, hey, in these moments, I acknowledge the blessings I have. I acknowledge the grief that I've had. And I'm simply just thankful in your presence uh, and just being here with me through all of this. And I, I think the line, the verse that just really kind of speaks to me or not, just caught my attention as I lift the cup of salvation, I call on the Lord's name. I'll keep the promises I've made in the presence of God's people. Um, and, and it's just, I guess it's just this, here I am. Um, and, and, all that I am, here we go. Um, that's just kind of where this psalm hits me in just that, that vulnerability of God, thank you. Um, I, I, I see that you're present in my life, that you're, you're here. May I be present as well, I guess is my really rambly way of getting to that point. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, like, I'm really big on offering thanks. Sorry, I missed that. Oh, hey, sorry. Um, I don't know why you're... Siri, you're not a part of the podcast. Sorry, stop being a part of the podcast. Stop. 
my, my phone's being weird today. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking like part of my big deal on praying is giving thanks to God for all circumstances and um, in the midst of prayers, you know, when I'm doing a big pastoral prayer, when I'm doing a pastoral prayer, I always make sure that like that to me is a big thing. And it's always just, I, I guess it's because I had a pastor tell me, you know, make sure that you're always thankful. Um, and so I've always just tried to incorporate that into my prayers. The thing that struck me was the first two verses. Uh, the thing that's like tugging at my heart was the first two verses. And, um, you know, I love the Lord because he hears my request for mercy. I call out to him as long as I live because I, because he listens closely to me. And I think about what's going on, um, with the racial tensions in our country and the issues that are going on with that, like that just speaks out to me. And if I were to preach this text, I think that's where I would, mm-hmm. that's where my hat would land. I would talk about how God hears our cries for mercy and how can we go about making healthy cries for mercy that are inclusive and listening to the other and broadening our horizons um, and our opening up our vision more. Um, Cause that's what I talked about last week. That was the big push last week is for us to be more, to become more aware of our surroundings and to be open and that God hears our cries for mercy. And, and some of that is, is that like some people are in a place right now where they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Even still like, you know, we're, we're, you know, almost two weeks into this and um, in the midst of a COVID pandemic as well. And people do not know how to respond because mm-hmm. they just don't. They're so, um, and I can't think of the, the good word for it, but just like, kind of like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, really, I mean, we crowd to God and, and we see what opportunities are around us and see, you know, Hey, you know, maybe I could do this, or maybe I could go to this, or maybe I need to listen more, maybe, you know, like, and becoming more self-aware of where our blinders are so we can grow and allow space for room for growth. Um, you know, you know, that's where, if I were preaching, that's probably what I, if I were preaching this text, that's probably exactly where I would land on this. Right. Well, verses three and or three, three and four, uh, that aren't included in a lectionary. And and I think should, it's, it's the confession of this prayer, right? Death ropes, uh, bound me. The distress of the grave found me. I came face to face with trouble and grief. So I call the Lord's name, Lord, please save me. Um, and, and, and you're right that that call out for mercy and grace in a time in which we're lost. We're not sure what's going on. We don't know how to respond. Um, we're taking so much in, fighting for so much, uh, that, that confession of I've come face to face with trouble and grief. Oh my God, I need help. Uh, you know, we, we hear that prayer often, how long, O Lord, um, especially in time of grief, especially in time of tragedy. Uh, we hear that prayer, how long, O Lord, um, and, and this, this dishonest confession of, Lord, please save me. Um, where I'm at now is I need help. And I think you're right. I think we've come to a place in, in society and as humanity that we are seeing and feeling and experiencing so much that we've never navigated before, uh, at least in our lifetime, that how do we do this? Well, where do we go? So many people, I've been thinking about this a lot lately so many people, a lot of these issues are being brought to their attention for the first time. Right. 
and I know that there are those that are angry that that's happening and that mm -hmm. there are people trying to process on how to handle this. And I think that um, for those people, there's a lot that goes into that mm -hmm. and, and they have to process it, but they need to respond. I'm not saying like, you know, like if you've been aware, like, I mean, yeah, you do need to respond. And, and that like, if we cannot, like, I have a hard time processing how people cannot see how racism is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I've had to pray for mercy to not be, um, how can I lead like Jesus would with those people? Now I know, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some things I, you know, can say and should say and will say. Um, but you know, I also know that there are people trying to process this and ways of processing look different for everybody, but how can we sway them to see that these issues, like this is a legitimate issue that isn't going away and mm -hmm. it needs to be reformed. And like, you need to be more than just thinking about it. And, and I've been resourcing, like my whole thing now has been resourcing people like saying, Hey, like here's a laundry list of books you should read or mm -hmm. podcast or, you know, things like that. I mean, it's those ones that we've been sharing. Um, so it's not like, don't think I have anything new. It's the things that everybody's sharing. Um, so that maybe one person, if I can make a difference in one person's life to see how racism is horrible, mm -hmm. they can start seeing how they can, how they need to make amends and how healing can, healing and reconciliation can begin. Um, I feel like I've done my work. Well, and I, and I don't, for so for, for so many, it's this idea that oh, we're done with that, right? Yeah. Whether it's it's racism or sexism or bad theology or um, you know exclusiveness and in in gender and and sexuality and you know it's oh we've we fixed that problem right uh, and so we don't have to think about it anymore and it's like no 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 these things are still prevalent because they're just just because we've learned and moved and spoken to and, and we still have to learn, we still have to keep moving forward. Um, and we still have to create space for people to do the same. Uh, Cause like you said, there are people out there that are either ignoring racism or saying, Oh, Hey, it's no longer a, an issue. And you're going, have you turned your TV on? Yeah. <laughs> have you done anything? Uh, because well, it's there. And, um, and it's helping them unpack. Right like under, having them understand that the old way of thinking that, mm. you know, um, that those people are bad. Like, no, like, no, they're not. Like, they're the, like, I mean, helping them deconstruct that right. is like where the hardest work is. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, and I don't know, I may be wrong on this, but it seems like once you can get them through the deconstruction and they can see the reality, um, it seems to open that up. And, and, and so, to jump back to the psalm, like, like we really should, I, I really think that that's where crying out to God, mm -hmm. it comes in the handy, and and it, and it like can help us see that, like that opening experience of like seeing, you know, just all right, God, I don't know what to do, God, like help me see this, and 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 hopefully people when they do that, they open their eyes and see what possibilities may be available, and like, you know, right. Well, it's the thing we say about seminary all the time, right? We're drinking from a fire hose we're deconstructing our, our embedded theologies or theologies that we, we thought we had figured out. Um, and then we have to put all those pieces back together. 
and it's and it's finding that space to do so. And sometimes we do that well, and sometimes we don't. Uh, and when we're bringing things, when we're talking about racism, and people are having to deconstruct what they thought wasn't a thing anymore, it's drinking from a fire hose and then trying to pick up the pieces. And so how are we creating that space? How are we crying out to God? How are we doing that? Or are we just are we, are we just hosing people down and leaving them for dead, right? Um, Which is what I think has happened. I think so too. And I think that's why there's such a struggle. And I resistance. think some of it is too, is that it, it's, we have to recognize that people are different spaces. Mm-hmm. And we can't expect everybody to be in the same space or in the same of mind or you know wherever like um and right and that's not making an excuse for not trying right i think that's the thing is is each and every one of us whether it's racism or sexism or gender equality whatever whatever it is we have to make space yeah and not excuses to say oh no you're fine you you earn not having to have a part of this conversation no and i and i think that that's Um, where it's like we've got to have safe spaces where people can process it Mm-hmm. where they're not going to be judged. And I think that that's been some of the issues is that some of the safe spaces that should be safe spaces have been filled with judgment and vile language mm-hmm. that people don't want to be a part of those conversations. Right. But I, but I think those spaces all safe, yes, judgment, no, right? But uncomfortable? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Because if, if these conversations aren't uncomfortable, we're not having the right conversations. Yeah. Um, we're not pushing ourselves far enough to understand and to learn and to grow. Um, and, and that's why, that's why our system continues to be the way it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't changed because we're not willing to be uncomfortable. Well, it, it, it needs to be deconstructed. Mm-hmm. I think it's time. Um, well, and, I, and I think that's what we'll, we'll go full circle and bring back to the Psalm again. That's what these Psalms do, right? Is they're deconstructing, they're making the very uncomfortable thing of, holy crap, I've seen death face to face, I've seen grief face to face, it hurts, it's uncomfortable, oh God, where are you? Save me. And then it builds that back up of, here's where I see you. Um, Here's where you are. Here's what you've done for me. And may I continue to move forward in this. Um, that through our grief and our struggles and our uncomfortable, uncomfortability, uncomfortableness, I don't know, words are hard. Um, we, we find things to give thanks for, for God pulling us forward and out of that. And, well, and, I, and I think that that's where we have to do work. And, yes. and, and, and that's the struggle within Christianity is that, um, people view that you don't have to do any work, um, right. you know, to get into heaven and right. like, no, like that's, it's work within itself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, but we do need to work. There is, you know, growth, growth needs growth. It's about growth, spiritual development and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, you know, Jesus kind of mirrored that along the way. Like, Hey, let me show you how to do this. And like, now, all right, you go do it. And like, all right, so here's how you messed up. Like, let me show you how to do this. But like, and they grew and they grew to the point, like, you know, like we could even jump into the, you know, the season of Pentecost that we're in, like, it's now about being sent out. And so how did they do that? And, and, you know, like, and I think like for today, like when we think about this, like, you know, ask, asking ourselves, um, you know, how, 
you know, where are our blind spots, but also where do we need to seek, you know, how, how can we go to, how do we go to God for seeking mercy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that that's where we can land for today. I think so too. So I want to encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com, uh, check out all of our great content and um, things that we have available. For, um, and so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.